0: Coast. Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, podcasting and broadcasting live from the studio of eloquenceonline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas Republic. thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And the name of the episode today is a throwback live show with my good buddy, RJ Hubert, we're going to go up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania after the break and talk to him. He's been leaving his customers and clients wanting more for three years now. That may not sound like a long time to you, But I've had a lot of people on this show whose brands haven't lasted three years. RJ is a banking veteran. Now he's been self-employed for three years. We're going to talk to him about that. But up front, we've got to talk about the big news that broke yesterday in the banking marketplace, specifically the credit union marketplace. The Cornerstone League, formerly the Texas Credit Union League, and the Heartland Association are talking about a merger. All that means is that they're going to merge because they have to. Now that was big news. I reached out to the the Cornerstone League, couldn't get a hold of anybody. I tried all morning to talk to somebody at the Heartland League, and when I finally got a hold of somebody, I was told they were in like an all-staff meeting about the merger, which explains perhaps why this lady sounded so timid. But she was listed as the communications person on their website. And if you're wondering why I record calls, it's because many years ago uh, an employee at Filene, a gay employee at Filene, said that I used a derogatory comment to describe gay people. Well, I had recorded the call and was easily able to prove that that was not true at all, but I want you to listen to this call. It's 52 seconds long. All I've edited out are the big pregnant pauses, and, and I'll talk about it on the other end. Um, we have a variety. Okay. Uh, my name is Jason Dias. I host the longest-running, most successful credit union and banking podcast in American history, and I'm trying to get some background on this merger with the Cornerstone League. Do you know anything about that? Um, I would just refer to the press release and um, point you to anybody there. So Susan Dyer would be the contact, I believe, for our organization. You don't know? I'm referring you to the information that's out there. So you can't speak. You're the communications person, but you can't talk about it. Have you been told not to talk about it? That's my choice. Uh, there's not going to be any more information that I can give you. So I hope that you have a great day. And that was that. She hung up. It's a simple question. Either A, the website needs to be updated, or she's not the person to talk to, or she really doesn't know. I don't know. It's sort of in contrast with Susan Dyer did reach out to me via email, said she'd be happy to answer some questions if I emailed them to her, but was not willing to do a live interview. Folks, I've got to tell you, I know the league system inside and out. I made a living for 12 years speaking at Credit Union League events. Primarily, 80% of my spoken keynotes were at league events. I have seen the inner workings of these organizations, and I've got to tell you, it is colossal waste that goes on at these organizations, and it's not just the leagues. Uh, a few years ago, I, I was simply asking an honest question that any business person would ask. When when we talk to RJ, when people talk to him, they want to make sure he's going to be in business long-term. They might ask him a question, hey, how is your business? Are you are you earning money? Are you being successful? That is a legitimate question to ask of any organization, especially if it's one of the large leagues or if it's the largest credit union Association, trade association on the planet, which CUNA is. I want you to listen to this call that I recorded with Nate Burns a couple years ago when I asked him about how CUNA was doing financially. And I'm saying I'm doing all this to make a point, and then we're going to go to RJ. But this is how the call with uh, Nate from CUNA was. Hi, I was trying to get a hold of Nate Burns. This is Nate. Hey, Nate. I have a quick question for you. I was told that you're the person that represents credit unions on the West Coast? I am. Would that be for credit unions that might be joining QUNIT for the first time, like leaving one of the other trades? Yep. Yeah, that, that, I, I, I represent all credit unions out here, brother. What can I help you with? Well, just a couple of quick questions. Um, I read an article, uh, I think it was in the CU Journal that CUNA uh, was having some, I guess, liquidity issues. They were down about $5 million this year in the, in the red. What's the straight skinny on that? What well, was that, sir? Hold a second. What was that? I said I read an article that CUNA was down about... And then he hung up. That was not me hanging up. That was me. <laughs> it's funny how I went from, hey, brother, to beep. Folks, here's what I need to tell you. I know these organizations inside and out. And you can say, well, all is good to complain, but do you have any solutions? I do. It's a national credit union league. And I even know who should be the president of it. John Bratzakis. He's in Washington, D.C. These leagues and trade associations are holdovers from the 20th century. There are too many people working at them. They are inefficient. The, the The uh, Heartland League, Heartland Association, they claim to represent so many people, all of these millions of credit union members. They have one Google review, okay? Uh, O-N-E, one, uno, okay? (laughs) So I'm telling you, history is you can change with it or you can get changed by it. The good news is when these leagues and these trade associations go the way of history, and they will, there are people that can do the same things they claim to do. You need digital marketing help, you need search engine optimization, which obviously the Heartland Association does. The good news is there are a lot of individual consultants and professionals like our guest today, RJ Hubert, that can pick up that slack and do a better job and will do a better job than these bloated, overstaffed, underperforming, exercised, and mediocre organizations, and so we're going to go up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and talk to my good buddy, RJ, and we're going to do it all right after this. Jay, been too long. How are you?
1: Awesome, Jason. Uh, I'm su- such an honored to, to be here with um, <laughs> such a an- <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: That's the problem of doing a live show. I forgot the tagline. Conference quality information without the expense report. Well, you heard me. You heard me talk in there, and I got to tell you, you just celebrated. A work anniversary, we've been doing this show for 12 years. You broke away from a really big credit union, GTE Financial, several years ago. They were a client of mine at one point. A big organization probably had great benefits, had a a steady paycheck, and you left to start your own business. I've got the website right there in the episode description. I wanted to ask you first, what have you learned running your own brand that you don't think you would have learned? as an employee of a credit union or a bank? Uh,
1: Just the unique challenges of, you know, bringing in revenue every single month. Um, You know, when Mm -hmm. you're working at a credit union, there's an influx of cash. You always have mortgage products and consumer lending products that are, you know, bringing you that monthly income. But for a small business, you always need to be on the hunt for, for new clients and new business.
0: Have you enjoyed the hunt? Do you enjoy going out there and and pursuing clients?
1: Oh, I'm a I'm a fisherman. I I enjoy the challenge <laughs> of going to different lakes, lakes, <laughs> trying new baits, uh, yep. hearing a hot tip and maybe going over here, but um it's it's always unique and it's always a challenge. Yeah,
0: and I I specifically enjoyed for the past 20 years If if I decide I want to go play golf this afternoon, RJ, or go play tennis or do something, I don't have to ask anybody. The uh, self-employed world, it's it's replete with challenges, but there are also some some really cool benefits to being self-employed. You're a big-time guru when it comes to digital marketing. I wanted to ask you, as you look out there, uh, not just banks and credit unions, but that is our audience, when it comes to digital marketing, because I know you spend a lot of time studying this, First of all, what are brands doing right or doing well, and what do they need to do better? I'm going to give you two
1: examples of brands. Um, One, both are national. One's more local. First, uh, I'll go local with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So what they do great is they're cultivating stories and content about every single player. They're talking about what's going on in the practice fields, what players are like and into, and, you know, they're making them out to, to be individuals. So uh, what people could take away from that is just try to find the interesting story within your organization that could translate to how your clients or customers view you. Because ultimately you're a person and people work and buy from people they like. So if you can really showcase um, interesting content, people will love you for that. Um, the, second co- the second brand that's national um, It's called The Hundreds. They're based in California. They, they're a skate and lifestyle clothing brand, but they've gone into the N- NFT space. And whether you believe in the Web3 technology or not, what they do incredibly well is build a community of raving fans. They know how to talk to their target audience. They deliver content and stories and clothing that they know people will talk about and share. It's highly vi- viral, and it's something that any brand or company could take away.
0: And so what do, what do banking brands and other brands need to do better? Please, for the love of God, stop using
1: a stock image and only saying, okay, uh, this car loan is only uh, 4%. <laughs> Tell a freaking story. Tell a story about that person oh, who came oh, into God. your community center, and uh, they found a dream vehicle that's going to transport their family and the trip they took with that new vehicle to Orlando. Like, tell the story aspect of it.
0: You know, I got I couldn't. Can I get a witness from the congregation? I couldn't agree more. You know, we're about a week away from all of those. Uh, stock images getting vested off by all those mediocre vice presidents of marketing to inform everybody that for the first time ever the credit union is going to be closed on the 4th of July. But that never happens. I mean, who who would have thought that? It's you're right. It is so programmatic. It is so predictable. And I do see that each and every single day. Well, since you brought up the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you and I are both Pittsburgh Steelers fans, before I ask you this question, we got of course got to roll the football music. Ah, yes. We are both Pittsburgh Steelers fanatics, RJ, and next year, for the first time in a long time, like since before I had Wi-Fi and social media, Big Ben number 7 will not be there taking snaps. Whether it's football or any business, at some point, you're going to lose top talent. Nobody works forever. Nobody lives forever. That requires its own kind of marketing and planning, too, doesn't it?
1: Oh, 100%. You always need to be evaluating talent. You always need to market the new player. Give that, show, showcase their personality. Um, you know, Kenny P back in the, back in the city, uh, in, in the black and gold this time around.
0: <laughs> Kenny Pickett. Yep. He <laughs> has a walk into a different uh, practice, well, same practice facility, but put on a different uniform. I mean, I'm very excited about that. And, of course, that's something that is incredibly relevant to the banking marketplace right now. When I first started doing this show 12 years ago, virtually every CEO, we've had over 400 of them on the show, were baby boomers. Now, of course, Generation X has taken its place in those leadership roles. And I think you and I are both in that demographic. You might be a millennial, but I totally agree with you in that regard. I, I honestly don't know a whole lot about the Steelers' potential new quarterback. But I'm looking forward to the to the season, as I always do, with some excitement. Before we let you get out of here, you mentioned uh, car loans, because we all know that credit unions often have very competitive auto loan rates. Um, I wanted to ask you, what was your first car? Because nobody ever forgets.
1: Um, okay, so we're going way back. I was 16 years old. And this is in 1998. My grandfather uh, gave my dad a car, who gave it to me, and it was this old Chrysler New Yorker.
0: Do you remember those? Oh, I absolutely do. That's kind of a fancy car. Uh,
1: It was a nice little – it was a pretty, you know, decent-sized, you know, mid-sized vehicle. I also crashed it, too. So first car, (laughs) and then I crashed it maybe six months later. I slid on some ice into the back of this big old truck that just jacked up the fender.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad you're okay. Hey, his name is RJ Hubert. If you're looking for him out on LinkedIn, it's H-U-E, like way, H-U-E, like the battle of way, H-U-E, B-E-R-T. And I've never asked you, does RJ stand for something, or is that really your name?
1: It's rubber, John.
0: Robert John. Awesome. Hey, as ever, RJ, there's only a handful of people I would have trusted with a live interview. You are in that top four. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. I wish you continued success. Congratulations on three years doing what you do, and I wish you many more. Thank you so much for joining us on the Power Performance Thank you, sir. Podcast. Awesome. Great job. I knew I was
1: never heard. Uh,
0: I was never worried. You want to do a live interview, you go find yourself someone who has been brought up on the cultural excellence of Steeler football. Let me tell you, friends, the, the trade associations, the leagues, people gravitate to those jobs because they're not risk takers. They're not innovators. They're not entrepreneurs. And if you are really honest with yourself, just go, just go look at the website. Go look at the the websites of some of of these two organizations that are about to merge. The Cornerstone League, which represents Texas, which is like a whole other country, Oklahoma, and I think Arkansas, and then the Heartland, which I think is Nebraska and Missouri. They claim to represent millions and millions of credit union households or millions and millions of credit union member owners. Go look at their social media. There's nothing there. There's no energy. There's no vibe. There's no moxie. Caroline Willard, I've watched her spend money like a drunken sailor for 20 years. I don't know that she's ever flown coach. There's all kinds of things I could tell you about Ms. Willard, things that I witnessed at credit union conferences. If you're not familiar with her ex-husband, he did some credit unions really wrong back in the days. I'm very familiar with those stories as well. Now, if you're at the Heartland Association, if you're at the Cornerstone League, you wanna come on and talk about this stuff reasonably and rationally, and on the record, you are always welcome. But I promise you folks, they won't. I don't know what they're hiding. They're deleting all of my comments when I'm asking legitimate questions about this merger. And again, I have a solution. The solution is a national credit union league that could do the job of NAFQ and CUNA. And the reason I picked John Bratzakis as the president of that organization is because he's right there in Washington, D.C., where all the advocacy takes place, which is the one word that people always say validates the existence of these leagues and trade associations. Folks, Nobody is worried about the credit union tax status. Just go look at the news today. Nobody's talking about that. There hasn't been a single local, state, or national election that has ever turned on the tax status of credit unions. What you do have is an organization, a brand, credit unions that claim to represent their member owners' money better than for-profit banks. And when you really dive into the numbers, CUNA, the Cornerstone League and these other organizations are losing the member owner's money. You tell me which is worse, a for-profit bank that makes money or a not-for-profit credit union trade association that loses money, that it promised to steward for its member owners. That is a rhetorical question, and that is a great way to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to a special throwback live show. Thank you, R.J. Hubert, for jumping on with me. I am excited about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm excited about speaking to everybody here in the summer of 2022 as we continue to put on the one and only The Power of Performance podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience? wanting more and until next we speak i'll talk to you all next week take care <laughs>